Hi, this is Phil's Photography Journey Podcast, episode 24, Freedom. Welcome back, and this is my first podcast as a free man. Uh, No, I've not been inside. Uh, You will know from previous podcasts, uh, this is all about my journey, and the huge step was taken on the 15th of October when I left my 9-to-5 corporate job And on the 16th of October, I therefore gained what I'm calling my freedom. And it's been wonderful. I'll be honest, it took a little bit of adjustment. Uh, I guess it'll take a lot longer until I feel fully adjusted, so to speak. But I've been thoroughly enjoying the time, more time with Sue, getting used to uh, the kind of, I'm probably going to use the F word quite a lot, freedom. That I have, and that was one of the frustrations that I had in um, previous corporate world. That I had so many things that I wanted to do, but you know, I was being paid by somebody else to do something else. And now I've got that time; it's available, and it's just been wonderful. Um, I, I've been doing some stuff around the house. There's certain jobs that need to be done, and this is one of those things, I guess, about being self-employed and perhaps even additionally being home-based to to do your work that, you know, I won't say temptation to do things. We've had a few things that have gone wrong and have needed to be fixed. But those are the kind of things that you do on a weekend. Uh, Example of the most recent weekend, actually, I spent probably a good long working day actually doing photography stuff and spent some other time up the ladder and doing some other sorting out. So it gives you the freedom and that's to be uh, completely respected. Um, But now, you know, Work must commence or continue. So in line with the mental adjustment, which because I worked from home quite a lot before, I'm not really expecting to be a major issue. But now I feel, you know, I'm in control of, of what I do and where I go with the business. And that is uh, that is really something that I'm relishing and enjoying so far and, and hopefully will continue um, well into the future. So I've been looking at some deeper, I suppose, you know, certain things that you would do, I suppose, um, some might even be admin tasks, but necessary tasks to, to help running a business professionally. And I've just been able to spend that bit more time on them. Um, that time is money, the old saying goes, but it still means that I feel I've got the focus needed. Um, and, you know, using that example of actually mixing the week up. So if I end up going out and about or doing some stuff around the home because the weather break might uh, afford it, you know, get out there and I don't know, clear up some leaves, whatever, this time of year. It means that I then make up the time uh, some other time and uh, I, you know, I don't have any issue doing that at all. So that's been one of the big adjustments. And, you know, one of the other things I've been doing is getting back into video editing. So we took a lot of footage, um, I probably didn't realise how much footage we did take, but this is to chart our journey back in June. And I've been laying that out on a timeline, um, doing some clips, trims, etc. as I go, but I think I got as far as Yosemite and it was just under the hour. Uh, so I decided that actually if that's just Yosemite and after that we've got you know Sequoia, we've got Joshua Tree, we've got San Clemente, San Diego... LA, Santa Monica, etc. it would make sense to actually break it down into segments. So I've taken a cut as we drive into San Francisco. 
So this is LA to San Francisco, but not including San Francisco. And I've decided that that's going to be my cut point to to do a more refined piece. And the aim is to get that video out as the kind of taster, the part one. And we're going to choose a slightly different production format this time round. So we will have the usual video images, still images, but we're going to play a kind of gentle background track and um, Sue and I are going to do voiceover to explain where we went and what we did. So I think that will help. And uh, plug to the uh, podcast uh, all about our California road trip, uh, episode 22. Have a look at that. Look at that. Well, you could have a look at that because there's some links and stuff on there, but it'd be much better to have a listen of it. So, uh, yeah, please do that. Uh, all, all available on the various podcast hosting places. So, day job, headshots. And I was very fortunate that I had a booking for Friday the 18th of October. So that's, you know, the third working day, if you like, after leaving my previous job and in the same week that I left. And uh, it was a fun headshot for Elisabetta Campiani. Uh, Elisabetta is with the Arena uh, Agency. She's a very good singer and she does dancing and all sorts. So she's from Italy, in case you didn't guess. And uh, just finished the edit and sharing of those images. So I'll be putting some of those up online soon. But there was a very interesting YouTube clip that she told us about where she was in Euston Station and met up with this guy who was playing the piano and uh, ended up singing a few songs, classics. And I think in the first three days it had 60,000 views or something. I think the fellow who does it, there's a bit of management or control of, of it. It's not completely spontaneous. So he does reach out, put things on social media for anyone who's interested in meeting up and uh, Elisabetta took up the offer but there was no prep to what she would be doing it would just be you know almost I believe can you sing can you be here at this time and she turned up and uh, yeah I'll put the link to the video actually in the show notes so you can just easily click on it from when you're looking at the podcast uh, she's got an amazing voice and we had a massively fun time shooting her headshots uh, split into two categories the usual uh, actor looks ready for spotlight and then we had some fun stuff just completely mucking about. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm sure she'll be sharing those in due course. And then the following week, so the following Thursday, I was just catching up at Mum's, uh, not so far away from where we live. And I got an email through saying, could I do a headshot for the following day, which was obviously a free slot I had in my schedule. And uh, Sofia Barinha came over. She's from Portugal and been working with Sue on the recent uh, series of plays. Um, at Barons Court Theatre so uh, she came along really fun shoot um, great she was she, a natural really um, she's a fun girl and uh, we produced some great work she's still selecting uh, that that nice position I suppose where she said there's too many and this is her words too many amazing pictures to choose from which you, which I'm delighted with so that's um, something to look forward to seeing Sophia's work uh, oh Choices um, presented after retouching and sharing on social media. But uh, yeah, she's a great girl, Sophia. So thank you if you're listening uh, for coming over uh, and to, to Ellie. One other thing I did was um, a family birthday do. So it was a 50th birthday party over at Newbury in Berkshire. And uh, I just took my camera along just to record it. I mean, I suppose it was almost like 
party snaps plus the plus being that it was with a decent camera the z6 z6 uh i left the kit lens on there in fact the only lens i took which was 24 to 70 f4 and i used one of my nikon sb 700 flashes uh could have taken a more powerful flash but it would probably look even bigger and heavier on top of that small form factor body so uh those pictures i sent over to andy they're having a review at the moment but actually i was pleased with the results that camera really does deliver. Uh, I've probably only scratched the surface really at the moment. I will be doing more video with it, so looking to do more stuff for YouTube. Uh, I've got some training lined up for setting up interviews, something I want to repeat. I'm sure I've mentioned it before in the podcast. And it'll be good to do some two-camera stuff um, where I can use my D850 and the Z6 due to both them being very capable video cameras. So that was a good test. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's a pleasure to take a lighter weight, lighter form factor camera or smaller form factor camera on trips. And that's really the the new Z6 is going to be my travel camera uh, unless I feel an absolute need. Um, actually, within that, so we did some headshots for Sue at the end of uh, one of the recent sessions when I actually switched to the Z6. So I've not used it at all as a headshot camera for a client yet and I did a couple of before and afters and it was really very capable uh, there's an eye autofocus uh, capability in there which was was okay you, you kind of muscle memory gets tuned to moving the selector around and finding the eye focus and, and firing away but uh, it was no issue tethering up um, you can use the same lenses with the adapter so I use my 85mm 1.8 Nikkor lens so that's the F mount going onto the Z mount via the adapter and I was very very happy with the results as was Sue. If you look on my Instagram there's a black and white one that we posted when a bit harder edge Uh, she's wearing a leather jacket and we got quite some bad English we got some quite good responses from that where that was published very high responses on Facebook I think over 100 reactions uh, so that's always good to get those from people that are a bit more local to home, whereas Instagram, it's it's kind of a bit more further apart, I guess. So as well as getting into the rhythm of my way I spend my time now, um, so making sure I turn around stuff for clients, developing the business in terms of the necessary branding and paperwork and all those good things you need to do, uh, the video is certainly going to be a feature going forward and and now I just need to find some overall rhythm about how I merge all those in but you know I'm not saying it's not doable as I say I feel I got flex anyway that how I use my time if I go into evenings and weekends it's really not a problem it's it's something I'm, I'm used to already. So something a little bit different is a blog that I I put up on um, my website recently excuse me professional swig of water and it was about apple maps connect so when i was doing all the various directory things that one does to set up their business i thought well it would make sense wouldn't it to have uh, an entry on apple maps so uh, called up the process found it on the apple website and you actually go to this site called apple maps connect or maps.connect or something like that put in your apple id fill in some information about your business. There's a validation step where they send you a code and you put it back in. Anyway, long story short, ultimately your your submission goes into a review process. So I sent it off and waited 
and waited and waited some more and I chased and then I waited chased again slightly firmer and eventually they came back to me and honestly I was staggered by the response so what they basically said was that it's against policy to put a business entry onto Apple Maps unless it is a business recognized business premises so that either is some well something that you can provide a photo of so a photo of say a storefront or the other thing they described was where you have a multi-business occupancy building and your name might be one of the engraved nameplates on the doorbell at the reception area, something like that. So you could take a picture of that. That would be acceptable. So it goes on the splash screen at the back. Uh, that wasn't a nasty sound effect. I just knocked a piece of paper. Sorry about that. Um, and some the other wording was something like where people could turn up and expect to be served by a member of the business you know, responsible sort of thing. So very, very strange. I was quite taken aback, to be honest. Um, There are many, many businesses that operate that don't have that setup, from builders to consultants, accountants, photographers. Um, Various people will have some kind of use of maybe a home-type building that won't necessarily be associated with the look of a traditional business so I felt it was extremely constraining extremely sort of one-dimensional of Apple almost to to have that I fed back to them Um, I did copy in Tim Cook the chief executive of Apple not expecting a response but hey ho nothing nothing ventured nothing gained and I also uh, made a point to them about how easy it was to set up a Google presence Um, very easy. Google My Business is a free service. There's one piece of validation when you initially create your account, which is where they send a physical card, postcard to your home address with a code on it that you then enter it in. So it sort of validates that the address you're putting out there does exist. Um, But I did that well over a year ago and it's been pain-free since then. They've got loads of good stats, analytics and stuff. Um, And I did make a point on more than one occasion in my emails to and fro with Apple that they should do it like Google do it because Google are the leaders in the in this business directory process. But I just thought, you know, that all I really wanted was that if someone was in Apple Maps, were lost on their way to finding their way to Phil Swallow Photography for a headshot session in my house slash studio, that they would be able to look it up as an entry and then see the links, the phone number, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so now, sorry Apple, but my message is make sure that you absolutely go via Google Maps uh, because they've got a full and comprehensive reference of my business on there and then you won't have any issues finding me using Google's mapping directions uh, and all the above to find their way to Phil Swallow Photography. Uh, I actually, actually, a neighbour had some misdirected mail. It was only about 20 houses out and uh, they found the location of me uh, and Sue uh, via looking up um, how I don't know how they did it maybe just looked up Swallow and Falconwood Road but anyway good detective work thank you neighbour we got the parcel so I don't know how this works really with Apple I've left it with them they've got my feedback I'm not expecting them to do an immediate policy change on the back of of what they've got here Um, but you know, I just feel it's very poor. Actually, there's there's one additional footnote. So there's an entry 
um, on there for a person not that far away in the same road, and it's for stadiums and arenas. Uh, sorry, Apple, no stadiums or arenas around here, all houses. I did point out to them, they said, oh, that'll be from our previous data provider. Mm, okay, so when you change providers or when you take everything within to Apple in terms of data management, don't you apply policy then and make sure that they've only got a shop front to stay on board, if you like. Anyway, I don't want that to be too much of a rant. It, it was frustrating, disappointing for a company such as Apple. Uh, but, you know, the moral of the story is if you want a really reliable business directory listing for free, pretty easy setup. Google My Business is the way to go. So next point is podcast recording. Uh, I'm doing the same process for this one that I did for the last one, which is uh, a stand and my uh, Tascam voice recorder, sound recorder. And uh, that's going to be going into Audacity for some edits and then away we go. But I've made, or I'm almost, I've almost made a purchase of the Rodecaster Pro mixing deck. So this is an all-in-one deck where you can have a number of conversations. I think there's probably four inputs around the table uh, mic'd up. And you can also dial people. You can add jingles. You can use in-house jingles. It's basically set up to be an all-in-one box to be able to run podcasts. And I shopped around for a while for this just to see the best price. Uh, and I had an offer recently from a company called ProAV where they said they would just offer me some discounts or a discount on my next purchase and free shipping and to get in touch. And long story short, I got in touch. Uh, they price matched and improved on that price match of the actual deck itself. Uh, they price matched two microphones. Uh, these are dedicated Rode pod mics uh, for, the, for plugging into the board so that when Sue and I do joint podcasts in situ, we'll have the same sound quality. And I also got some cables and that. They did a good price on those. Uh, so they put a bundle together, basically, and uh, they were a breeze to deal with. Um, and I'm pleased I've signed up to do some training with them because they really seem like a great company. So that's proav.co.uk. And they also have a premises over in Hemel Hempstead where I'll be visiting 20th of November, I think, is my first trip. And then I think I've got one the week after and then one following in December. Uh, more to be covered in future episodes. So... I'd kind of held on a bit to do this podcast just to see if I would have the new deck. But if their timescales are um, as they suggest, I should have that deck by the end of this week. So I'll probably do a few kind of trial ones. I may do a very short podcast, um, but that will set the standard. And the reason why I'm keen and excited about it is that a number of podcasts I listen to that are uh, huge listenership ones so cult of mac and um jared polin frono's photo to name but two but there are many others uh they all use that deck so it's production quality um and i think you know they just they've made a really good product there because it's kind of does what it says on the tin but it's easy to work with you know it's, it's you don't have to be a master of of all manner of skills and have all sorts of software you can record to a a, a mini sd from the deck um up to you then if you wanted to post-process it after that. But they do say that, you know, the output from that is good enough to go straight into a production service. So I'm really looking forward to that. So thank you, ProAV. Um, 
and finally the room that I'm recording this in this is our back bedroom so in a couple of weeks time we're having uh, a, a thicker pile carpet in, uh, put down in here which would be great and I was umming and ahhing over curtains to go over the window and I'm I, I think subject to us having a conversation myself and Sue about it what I'm going to probably do is go for acoustic blanket style curtains so they're not really curtains but they are designed to absorb the sound which should be great for recording podcasts tick uh, recording uh, any other type of video or audio for video such as YouTube uh, and also recording self-tapes which we use this room for so I just pop up a um, a rotor light Rotolux, Rotolite, that company with the round lights. Uh, I record, uh, you know, simply usually onto a phone, but one of those lights and normally mic up uh, the subject, which is normally Sue, um, but to have a much better sound, because I'm actually hearing a bit of echo here already because this the sound's bouncing around the room. So I, I think we'll see some improvements on that. So all part of the future set of plans. So that was a quick catch up. Um, I'm thoroughly enjoying the freedom. Uh, I recommend it if you can find a way of doing it yourselves and follow your chosen path, whatever that may be. Uh, But I'm going to now close off for now with episode 24. Uh, Do a bit of post-processing. I I use Audacity, as I mentioned before. Get that processed and up online. And look forward to the next podcast, which should be recorded using the Roadcaster Pro. Usual contact details for me are on my website and I'll put the link in the notes below. They're probably already on the hosted site. Uh, thank you for listening. The numbers are on the increase and I thank you very much for that. Please leave a review, hopefully a very nice one with lots of stars. And uh, please get in touch if there's anything you'd like to, uh, to discuss. I do have uh, a roadmap for these podcasts when I'm going to be bringing in some guests. More about that in due course. But in the meantime... Thank you very much for listening. I'll speak to you soon.